tripping. I'm out of here anyway. Peace out. I feel so like unworthy of that particular version <laughs> of Happy Birthday. That's for Martin Luther King. Yes. Yeah. By yes. Stevie Wonder. Yes. It's right. Specifically for yeah. for the King. Not 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 for me. But yes, it's very nice of of Ray and the production staff to play that. That is very very nice. Here's a song about Mother Teresa. Next right, for you. Right, right. Here's all of it. But yes, this is, this is a very uplifting version of the Happy Birthday song too. Yeah. See, it's not for me. <laughs> Remember all that stuff you did that was just as valuable as what Martin Luther King did for society. I, I do. I do. I I remember being a civil rights leader uh, yeah. and. Uh, Reverend and all of those good and theologian and scholar and all that good stuff. All that stuff. Ivy League professor. Like all that stuff that <sighs> FBI's got a big old file on you, well, man. Th- that I would not be surprised about. <laughs> but but yes, that that thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. The voices that you hear are those of Parkins and Spiegel. They're in the building. What's up, boys? Happy birthday, Lawrence. Thank Greatest you. man America has ever created and produced. Lawrence Congratulations. Holmes. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Lawrence it's Holmes. Either Dr. Day. King or Dr. Holmes. I'm not sure which. Wait, hold on. So let's see, where are we? First first Monday in June. All right, of course, it's Lawrence Holmes Day. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Sounds like it. Like just well, you know what'll end up happening. Then they'll just be the mattress sales, and then people will just mix right. the, the mattress sales from my day Seriously. in with Juneteenth, and you know it'll just end up being a whole thing. Oh God, yeah. Have people co-opted Juneteenth? Oh, Speaks, man. There's. I saw one thing, but I couldn't. It's a tell great time it. to buy an appliance. <laughs> I couldn't tell if it was a fake meme or not. The thing that I saw. There, there have been Juneteenth meals that have been served, oh or it's it's it's. It's a tricky thing. It's a, it's a tr- <laughs> people are trying to learn, so I want to try oh, and no. give them grace. What's a Juneteenth meal? It's, it's, it's exactly sushi. what I'm thinking sushi. of. Sushi. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that would be a that'd be a much better choice, Danny. Oh, <laughs> It'd be no. a much better choice. But yes, people have a they've they've learned about this thing, and they do want. I, I applaud the people that are trying to be like, hey, this is because honestly. Juneteenth as a day should be a national holiday. Like it should be something that we as Americans are very proud about. But yeah, but as as what happens with whether it's Lincoln's birthday or President's Day or or Martin Luther King Day the mattress sales, it just <laughs> you know people end up doing stuff with it. it's like yeah. oh yeah we took that we used to take that very seriously. I mean think speaks think about how serious the debate about a Martin Luther King Jr. holiday oh, was. Oh yeah, it was a big deal. Where you had states that were like no we're not doing it. Yeah, and and now it's like oh it's a day off and a day to get a mattress. Yeah, <laughs> no, I've I've always you know sometimes. Every once in a while, people will say, uh, hey, happy Yum Kipper. And I'll be like, that is not a happy day. It's a day of atonement. <laughs> yeah, right. day. Yeah. Basically, I'm apologizing for things all day long, and we're remembering you know, some terrible, terrible things. But, I mean, happy Yum Kipper to you, too. I mean, yeah, really. Right. And, and to you. Uh, and I, also with you. I, I just Googled it because I couldn't remember what store it was, and you certainly don't want to falsely label this. Uh 
<laughs> there was at a Walmart in Florida. Oh, no. oh, yeah, on you, the anniversary. I believe it. I you, believe it. You can just stop right there. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, this is like so ridiculous though, man. Uh, a Walmart in Florida on the 15th anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Oh. They had stacked the, the Not in the towers, Danny. In Please. two towers. Oh my no. god. For Coke Zero. With what? the banner over it that says, we will never forget. Oh, God. And then they had regular Coke and Diet Coke, like the red and the gray, made up as like like it was an American flag behind the towers. Oh, my God. With a big sign that says $3.33 for a 12-pack. Okay, so, so We will never forget. Don't you remember when, they, when, when The Onion did their fake September 11th promo? <laughs> oh, my God. Where, <laughs> it's a fake Subway promo, and it's two foot-long subs for 9-11. Oh. You will never forget this deal. <laughs> and the picture is two tall Subway subs. And it shows like some random dude literally flying in towards the towers to eat the subway subs. Fly on in for (laughs) September 11th. Like they, they at least that's the onion. That's the onion. This is one of the biggest companies in in the world. Right? You're right in the world. Like how? How does this? How many levels do you think this went through? I don't know. Because because you, you think it, it it has to be the managers of the store, right? So did it go high enough to like the regional manager, right? Did, I mean, did Coca Cola sign off on it? I'm sure Coca Cola said no uh, to, to something like that, and and, and then you got to imagine. Like the person who's stocking and stacking. <laughs> right, right. That right. Who is the person that got <laughs> crates of Coke Zero products and was like, you know what, this would could work. And, and I wonder if there was even one soul that said, This is a terrible idea. We shouldn't do this. <laughs> And they were shouted down. Yeah. They were shouted down. And then it went viral on the internet and they were like, I told you. I told you it was a terrible idea. Oh, that's awful. So, oh, it's terrible. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's absolutely terrible. So I was just walking through the offices of our fine uh, sister station there, WBBM, and they have a little candy basket that of stuff that they bring and have for each other. Yeah, they sometimes have like Oreos and I know. stuff in there too. I know. And and occasionally I've, I've said, hey, um, do you mind if I have one? And they're always like, of course, please. You know, you're the score, of course. So I just grabbed this. I had never seen this. The individual Rolo. Snack size Rolo. What? It's three Rolos side by side by side, as opposed to the traditional log, tube of the, Rolos. the tube of Rolos stacked on top of each other. This is a small snack size Rolo with three side by side by side. That is the first time I've ever seen that item in my particular life. I love that. Right. Oh, so I got to ask because yeah. I, I noticed that um, it's empty. It is empty. So, and I noticed that I didn't get a Rolo. There were three of them in and there. So, is it? Would it? I, I would think. I just had from, one, and from, I threw the other two out. From my memory of Rolos, like yeah. I felt like I needed the whole tube. Like, do you feel satisfied, or would it be like a Pringle? Like, because you only have two or three Rolos. No, I, I feel like that might not be enough Rolo. I think actually, it was it was great. Really, I think three felt very representative of a Rolos experience. Okay. And I did eat them individually. I felt like I had a three-bite experience, which is not normal for a snack-size candy bar, right? That's usually a two-bite kind of experience. 
for the most part. Yeah, or one. Yeah. Just pop a whole mini Snickers mm-hmm. in, in there at once. Okay. So, Lawrence, I'm, uh, I'm offering that just for our listeners' edification. That's good to know, actually. This is a good little pick-me-up. He also does a great job on MLB Network. Rolo? Yeah. <laughs> He's doing a great job. It's fantastic. This is Robert Lopez, right? See, I got it. Took me a little Good while. Good job. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> you got it. Appreciate I was like, that. Sarah is doing a nice job. Sierra Santos. Are, are we are, are we She's back? Doing a great job. She's doing a great job. Just are are we con- we reconvening now after broadcaster roulette? I saw Mark Brady, the fine television producer, tweet a picture of him and Len Casper back together again as they did a game. Uh, I I I don't even know who what game they did and for who they were working together. But like it was Casper on TV over the weekend. Amin. And AJ doing Cubs Cardinals on Saturday night with Benetti gone for two days it was chaos. Boog on radio, but up the dial last night. It was confusing. I, I had this experience a couple of weeks ago when I, I filled in for Chuck, where it's Ozzy was the only constant. It was Lynn and Gordon on the call and me hosting pre and post with Ozzy. <laughs> that's that's just not the team. Scramble everyone around. Yeah. Well, it's a, that's what happens when you're a big market, you're a big city, and your broadcast talent is elite. You get scooped up. For yeah, other stuff. I, I, it's a slight inconvenience at times to, it's the, a disaster, to, Danny. to the audience, but overall, it's a huge net positive. Right? <laughs> a disaster. It's another problem in my life you don't have empathy for. I, I mean, okay. like, it's a pretty good thing that like, you can go from Jason Benetti to Lynn Cass. Yeah, that was, that yeah was, it's pretty that was, good. That was good. It's pretty good. Like yeah. that, that works out really well. I, I, was, yeah. I was actually fine. Yeah, you, 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 were, you, was, you survived? I was totally okay. Yeah. My mom helps my dad like find where the, all the games are, and she did text me, and she's like, "Where's the Cubs game?" Yeah, yeah. She, she, you know, and I was like, no, it's on, "On Saturday." Yeah, I was like, "You know, it's it's on Fox," and she was like, "Fox Sports One." I was like, "No, no, no, no. like regular, regular Fox. Fox." I got NFL. T- that's what we should call it. We should call it NFL Fox. Yeah, I got to tell you, man. Like, I was at that game Saturday night. The vibes were really, really good, and I know that they're not a good team, the Cubs, and they lost. And I left right after Patrick Wisdom struck out in the bottom of the ninth. Had a lovely night, and I missed the 10th inning debacle, which worked out well. As far as I was concerned... They, they did a great show, 10th inning debacle. Yeah. They were really, really great at Shubas. It was an extremely satisfying evening <laughs> of baseball on a beautiful night with Caleb Killian's debut and Christopher Morell getting a couple of big hits. When Morell got that hit in the sixth inning to tie it at three... And Contreras is right behind him. There is uh there's there's an energy between those two right now. Speaks, I, I was saying it yesterday on Twitter. I think if they stick to stick around that you could have, you know, you you could have an Elvis Andrews type thing going on here. Where 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 you have the veteran player and the young kid, but the problem is that is that I don't know if if Wilson's going to be here. No, he's I, not going to. I, be. I I don't I don't think he's going to be. But so for right now, for right now the the vibes between them are pretty cool and like the whole atmosphere of the weekend I know it was very undersold and underpopulated and that is a massive issue um that that will get discussed. And of course they lost the series, but still the vibes were good and I had a good time. And yeah. I think a lot of people I, did. I, 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 with this honest, weekend. Like, I know you think that I I have been fairly cynical, pragmatic, whatever you want to call it, about like this current version of the Cubs. I, I find it tough to get excited about. Like I and I've t- we've talked to Jed about it. Like I, I'm honest with them, and like 
And you guys right now are a product of your own success. When you have the five winningest years in the history of your franchise, spend record money, transform the ballpark, and win the World Series, Mm -hmm. it's tough for me to be like, yo, the Myrtle Beach team is killing it. (laughs) The Pelicans are awesome. It's hard hard for me personally, and I think a lot of Cubs fans. Hey, PCA homered at South Bend for the first time. But I got to say, Cubs Cardinals, some pretty clean baseball enough likable young pieces where you're talking yourself into morell mattering certainly thompson and Steele and uh hell there's, Killian. Matt, and there's matt swarmer with two quality starts right, like, this this was probably the purest like cubs weekend so far this season you know like i you care about the opponent you respected the product that they put out there. There were enough young things to get yourself excited for. I cared about the results this weekend. Yeah, I did. And it's interesting. It's interesting because, to me, there's the backdrop of the future for every single thing that I watch with them. Absolutely. And and, and so that lens is kind of always there as some intrigue. But I guess that's what I'm feeling is that level of it, too, for this particular weekend. Because it doesn't... It doesn't bring that to you. This season has not brought that kind of feeling to you on a daily basis, like this game matters and this result matters and, and all because of it that. Doesn't. Yeah, no, it, it, <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. Um, but, but overall, um, yeah, it's interesting. So you felt it a little bit more this weekend. And I saw enough of the future and felt enough of the future there to have it feel kind of tangibly exciting and positive. Wait, do we win the lottery since you saw the future? Uh, no. Oh, no. Man. That'd be sweet. Sorry about that, man. That'd be sweet. <sighs> I can say the Bears are going to go 7 and 10 though. I can. That's okay. All right, I'll, so I'll take the under. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the under on that one too. Well, well that was one of the things I talked about on the show today and I, I took a couple phone calls on it that you have to now like look at the Cubs in a different way cuz now there's there's all the evidence you need like oh, well they're not going to be competitive. Okay, cool. So, where do you find the joy? And and I think that there's at least enough to make a Cubs fan go, hmm, that's interesting, or that player's interesting. And the development of Keegan Thompson is something that I'm fascinated by. Where What do you turn him into? Is he a guy, that, a rotational starter, or is he a high-leverage reliever? Because I think that both of those things are viable options for him. It's funny because Thompson really wants to be a starter. Of course he does, because that's where you're going to get paid. Right, right, right. And, and, but he has said all the right things, and he even like segued back to saying the right things after his good start um, over the weekend. But he loves that people are hurt and he has to pitch <laughs> right now in the rotation. He's like, yep, this is where we are for a little while. Thank you very much. But, of course, I'll do anything. Guess, I, guess uh, I'm going to be stretched out. Uh-huh, exactly. Look at me getting my arm ready. Yeah, I'm impatient, man, with it. Just I to, understand that too, Danny. Like, like I, I agree with everything you just said. He's a piece that matters. It's exciting. Uh, how they are doing it with like the pitching infrastructure, which they're hoping to be able to actually draft and develop internal pitchers, which they did exactly zero times in Theo Epstein's regime, right? Like I, all of that matters. But it still is harder to care, and you're seeing it. Like I'm not the only one. Like they didn't top thirty two thousand fans for a single game for a five game Cubs Cardinals uh, series on a weekend on a, in the summer with good weather. Beautiful weekend. Like thirty two thousand with Cardinals fans there. Mm-hmm. You know, like so it. 
we're not the only ones who are noticing this. So we can talk all of the things that you guys are saying about the baseball side of it's true. Morell's streak is remarkable. It's really insane. Like it's a great story. It's a likable story. But they and he's are- an energetic player too, and I think that that lends itself to kind of where they are. It's likable. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Absolutely. But it's just it's it's different now. Like we would be talking about Morell and Thompson and Steele and Killian and Swarm. We'd be talking about them differently mm-hmm. if this was 2014. Yeah, oh, and, it, it, and, you like, were, and you were picturing everything else that was coming or you're hoping that everything else yeah, was coming? Like, like, like it's, it, it, to me, and it, maybe, maybe not for everybody else, but to me, it is all through that lens of, man, the bar is just higher now. It is just it is just a simply higher bar. No, it absolutely is. Right. Thing, things have changed. Things have changed. And I, I watched it happen to Red Sox Nation with my father and old friends after they got there. Um, and then we're yeah, we're we've watched it happen with with this Cubs, this Cubs fan base. Absolutely. Doesn't mean you're not excited about yeah. uh, you know uh, Caleb Killian's debut. You are or Crow Armstrong, right? You're you're excited about all of it. But like it, in order to say good player or good trade or success or like really traffic and hope. I just personally think you need to see more, but it was, it was, but like I say all of that and then say, Hey man, it's an entertainment product. And when I was watching this weekend, I was entertained. I I too was entertained and it'll be very interesting to see what happens in terms of how they greet next spring, Mm -hmm. you know, because how they greeted this spring was openly saying to everyone, we're not gonna be that good. And that's okay. Because we're doing a build. Uh, we're, we're calling it a rebuild? No, we're going, whatever you call it, blah, 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 all that stuff. But to openly greet the spring with like, eh, that's not the way they're going to greet the spring next year. I don't think they're going to be able to market themselves at with that. They're going the to have to have to, have to win the offseason next year. They're going to have to, they're going to, I think they're going to hit next spring as a hopeful team on the rise with dreams of contending and they'll make moves to do it and that'll be part of what they sell as they greet next spring i hope you're right you know i go off vegas numbers for like preseason expectations Mm -hmm. they were real low last year they were real low this year and while i assume they will have another big signing or two like they did with suzuki and stroman and Bob Nightingale will talk about it, you know, reporting that they're going to land one of the big shortstops, and this year would have felt different uh, if they would have landed Correa, certainly. I look at all of the pieces that they have here. You see a bunch of, like, high-end talent? Because those are the types of things, like, you you need four or five guys there to be like, that's a blue chipper, that's a guy who can win a Cy Young, that's a guy who can hit 40 home runs to, like, put together a roster and say, yeah, this team can win 85 or more games. No, I don't I don't see that right now. I don't either. And so it's, it's tough to acquire multiple of those guys in one offseason. I see a lot of people auditioning to be extra pieces and kind of, you know, auxiliary things like that. But I, you need your core. Yeah, like you, you, you need a You need a core of stars to have preseason expectations, or at least a core of high upside guys. Um, guys, Nick Madrigal. Oh, dude. Yeah, see? That guy. That was some weak ground balls he hits. Oh, it's some weak ground balls he hits and some weak ground balls that he lets go off the glove and go into center field, mm-hmm. too. And some and, so, and some him, bad base running moments. I mean, you mm-hmm. you know what he is. You know what and, he is. And he he did the thing last week that annoyed the bleep out of me. And watching him do it for the Cubs did the same thing. There's a play at second base. The ball gets there before the runner. Yeah, he doesn't 
go to tag. He lets the guy slide in instead of understanding there might be a little bit of contact. Young man, you got to get your face in there. Yeah. You, you, you got to. And put the glove down. Just like, that's the same BS he was doing at 35th and Shield. Imagine watching that guy in college and being like, that's a number two pick. Is it number two overall? It's it's frustrating. Number four, maybe? I thought four. Top maybe five. He was, maybe he was number two, but Ma- I thought maybe, it was four. Maybe it was four. Either you, way. You it, know it, what bothers me? But looking at the overall, it's one thing to look at the contact skills and think the bat can grow. Yes. But but if you if you watch a few games, the instincts didn't look magically better than this Speeds, at Oregon. He's a one-tool hitter. It's crazy. And I think that people, like, he, he created, like, they created this kind of, oh, well, he... He's got he's so smart and like why? Why do you say that when you're watching him play? Like what it's almost like they had to create a narrative about him as a player because he was a small one tool player. Yeah. So So it's so like, weird. oh, he's got a good glove. No, he doesn't. He and he can't throw really either. He doesn't run the base as well and he doesn't hit for power. What does he do? Well, he's got bats of ball skills with weak contact. I mean, how, how different is this White Sox thing if they don't flat out miss on Carson Fulmer and Nick Madrigal and Zach Collins? Although he did turn into Reese McGuire, but it's it's like I mean that's that that's three first round fails. It, it, and can you imagine having like having blue chippers in in two of those spots? Carson Fulmer should be Walker Bueller, you know. That would his, help his teammate from Vanderbilt. They took the wrong guy from Vanderbilt. In that draft. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. 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 Whatever. Happy birthday. I should, I should have brought you a Rolo. Should have brought you an individual Rolo. From it's, it's, happy birthday, Mike. There Thank it is. Thank you very That's much. That's how we yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 You didn't even bring up Luis Gonzalez. You know, National League Rookie of the Month. Oh, yeah. Or, or, I forgot that. Or, or the guy that grew up in their clubhouse that they didn't draft. Alec Thomas? Yeah. Mm. You know. There have been some misses. <laughs> <laughs> there have been some misses. I love the I love the deadpan Danny. There have been some misses. <laughs> yeah, there have been some misses. <laughs> there have been some misses. That's true. When you well when you when you put it in a list form like that, it does really crystallize. Uh, the number of misses. Still, hey, T.A. was selling you hope, man. He was. He was I, I selling he, you hope. I thought he was really good. I enjoyed talking with him. And I just like him. I just It's one of those players that makes it very easy to root for is him. Yes, absolutely. I hope he... I hope he's right. I hope he's right. And I hope that he's healthy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I hope he's back soon. Because they could use him, but thank God they. it's burger time. Thank God it's burger time, man, because <laughs> burger time went out here and won a series. Yeah, he did. And Andrew Vaughn, man. Andrew Vaughn's a beast. Those guys get hit. He's Unfortunately, a... the high-profile guys can't. But, yeah. you know, the, gran- okay. the Grandal thing was on display this week. Hey, what too. a check swing, though. Oh, that great excuse what? me, two-run <laughs> single. Hey, he shows up at the box scores. He drove in two and got <laughs> oh, a hit. God. Liner in the scorebook, boys. Yeah. Mm. That was hilarious. You know what? You're a liner in the scorebook, Lawrence. Hey, what? Yeah. Mm. You're a you're a you're a hard line drive into the gap. That's what I'm trying to do. Stretch that double into a triple the rest of your birthday, sir. I'm gonna do my best to do that. I appreciate the birthday wishes. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Yeah, man, have a good day. We have Zach Miller, former bear, friend of the show, on today at four o'clock. And just a a ridiculously long list of hilarious audio. 
Uh, so we will get to that and all of the baseball from the weekend, of course, as well. So have a good one, man. Happy birthday. Tanny's open, kicks us off. It's Parkinson Spiegel on the score.